0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Hello, listeners. This is Gary Jeho from the French History Podcast. Katie and Nathan wanted me to warn you that they use strong language in this show, so if that's not your thing, this might not be the show for you. If you do want to listen to a show without swearing but is just as steamy, check out the French History Podcast and learn about the country of art, Love and culture from three million years ago to present. Now, if you'll pardon their French, it's on with the show.
0: Hi, this is Katie,
1: and this is Nathan,
0: and you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. All ready for this.
1: Happy New Year, Nathan.
0: Happy New Year, Katie. Happy 2020. 2020
1: vision. Actually, I have. I do not have 2020 vision. that
0: reminds me. I need to put my glasses on. I'm blind as fuck. I have just started wearing glasses, and I always forget to put them on. So you're not me You're
1: not blind as fuck.
0: No, I. But I'm getting old, and so like literally, if I take off my glasses,
1: it's all a blur. Um, So, and I hated that whenever you were a kid, people would be like, how many fingers am I holding up? I'm like, bitch, it's not like I go pitch black whenever I take my glasses Um, off.
0: If I did that to you when we were kids, I apologize.
1: Yeah, no, you did.
0: Okay, cool. (laughs) Cool, 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 cool. Anyway, so this is now the second decade we have been... Podcasting.
1: Oh, whoa. March
0: will be our third, third anniversary. Yes,
1: we've been doing this a lot. Like, it feels.
0: We should look up, you know, how, like, each anniversary has, like, a different element.
1: Like, <laughs> like I think we're your, married.
0: Yeah, like, your first anniversary, <laughs> I think, is paper or some shit. Because
1: they know that you don't have any money because you just spent all the money on just, a wedding. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> We are here to continue our Isabeau of Bavaria series. Um, If you didn't listen to part one, stop, collaborate, and go listen to part one. (laughs) And this will be the middle child of the series. There will be three parts to this one. Yeah,
1: there was just a little too much to try to cram into a a second episode. Y'all,
0: the Hundred Year War, unsurprisingly long and drawn out and complicated <laughs> and and smack dab in the middle of that we got a civil war so it's just too much to cram into two episodes and on top of that I am doing dry January so far. Not a drop for January. My liver has said, oh, thank you. Um,
1: Nathan's tried dry January, but he did have a little bit a couple days ago, and I, I did have a whiskey drink last night. You know
0: what? Somebody once told me it's dry January, not drought January.
1: Okay. Yeah, as long as you're doing it in moderation. Yeah. Like, I I literally had one whiskey drink with the family and was just like, okay.
0: Well, since it's dry January, Nathan has made us a mocktail. Would you like to tell us about this delightful, refreshing drink?
1: So, this mocktail was intended to be something a little bit different, and it turned into something that is still quite delicious. Um, I was originally going to do, um, what I did is I did a cup of lemon juice, Mm -hmm. six cups of water, A quarter of a cup of agave nectar, Mm -hmm. boil the water and agave nectar together, and then I was supposed to put lavender dried lavender in it. Bitch, no grocery store just sells dry lavender. But instead of using dried lavender, I just ended up getting a chamomile and lavender tea. Yeah. And so basically what this turned into is an Arnold Palmer, but calm and sweet and relaxing. Arnold Calmer? Palmer.
0: Calmer?
1: Calmer, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wordplay. Well, it's delicious. It's delightful. Let's cheers to our second decade. We appreciate all of you guys. Thanks for joining us in 2020.
1: Yeah, so quick uh, quick disclaimer here um the cedar allergies are like insane here in Austin right now, so if you hear me, like, hacking up a lung midway through this, just know that that's what that is.
0: He's fine. He's just weak and has allergies.
1: (laughs) I've got fragile dick energy. You you
0: have fragile dick immune system. Yes. I don't know how allergies work. I'm lucky I've never had to. Anyway.
1: So, where do we leave off with Isabeau? She was queen of France for about seven or eight years and had enjoyed a pretty good run there for a while in terms of being popular. Yeah,
0: they, they were kind of viewed as like the golden couple mm-hmm. up until this point um, when her husband Charles starts having his like mental breaks.
1: Yeah, he like goes catatonic for just X amount of time. Yeah. Um, and then her and her husband throw this huge over-the-top party and accidentally, you know, burn four men to death. <laughs> Who here hasn't
0: accidentally burnt four men to death at a house party? Whoopsie! It happens to the best of us. <laughs>
1: that reputation of theirs and all that popularity it took a little bit of a hit.
0: And right after that, the stress from, like, the public scrutiny of that, her husband goes into another mental break. Um, but the only thing is, that last bout of, like, being catatonic lasted four days. This one lasts six months.
1: Whew, that's and that's crazy. it's
0: different than the other one. It's a mix of, like, being catatonic and being just, like a wild madman.
1: That makes me wonder if he was, like, bipolar.
0: They think... I think most historians believe schizophrenia, but, I mean, you can't diagnose somebody that's been dead for 500 years. No, you can't. You can't. So, it's anybody's guess. Um, Yeah. So, anyway, one day, the doctor is like, he loves his wife so much, bring... His wife in the room, maybe that'll just make something click for him. Maybe that'll make him feel better.
1: So yes. Isabeau comes in and, and it's not it's not so good. Mm-mm. He literally looks up at her and is like, Uh, who is this woman? Give her what she wants and get her the fuck out of here.
0: And that broke her heart. Like, I can imagine he had worshipped the ground that she walked on their entire marriage, the like seven or eight years up until this point. Now he has no fucking idea who she is.
1: Well, at the same point, he doesn't know who the fuck he is. He thinks he's St. George. <laughs> so his and his thought processes aren't quite clear. He's
0: trying to have, like, his uh, coat of arms changed to have a lion on it. Because I think maybe St. George did a thing with a lion or oh, something. Oh, making my brain hurt. <sighs> oh, and she's pregnant again. <laughs> he is off his rocker, not knowing who she is. And she's got... His baby in her belly how
1: crazy would that be
0: um she so, has a daughter named Marie, while Charles is completely out of commission so if you're trying to keep up, she's got daughters Isabella Joan, and Marie, and one son named Charles
1: and she had given birth to like two other children but they had already passed away at, at this time like in her,
0: infancy at yeah. childbirth yeah uh,
1: when Charlie was lucid, he was a pretty good ruler. But when he wasn't lucid that second time in 1393, his brother Louis, Duke of Orleans, was acting as regent. And him and his uncle, Philip of Burgundy, they tended to butt heads quite a bit.
0: Louis and Isabel were... Isabel were... they were friends. Yeah. So she tended to side with Louis. But I do want to say that um, Uncle Philip got Isabel, the queen gig so whenever he was right she would admit it and she did she did feel some sense of loyalty to him yeah, yeah. As,
1: as she kind
0: of should yeah
1: um let's talk about the duke of orleans and its his relationship
0: cuz there were like these wild rumors that they were having an affair
1: and louis was kind of a womanizer to be real with you and remember her reputation at this point had taken a major hit
0: to be totally honest there were points in my research where i was like You know what? I kind of get why people were speculating that they were having an (laughs) affair. No, I agree. They were really close. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think she was dumb enough to be fucking her brother-in-law because... Queens sleeping around on their husbands tend to not do so well.
1: But at the same point, he goes catatonic for so long, so maybe after a, a, a while of this continuing yeah. to happen, she just got fed up with it? I don't so know.
0: I am going to give her the benefit of doubt that she wasn't sleeping with her brother-in-law. They were just really close. And they were the same age. They had a lot in common. And she also thought, like, well, he's going to, like, have my family, my my immediately best My immediate family's best interest at heart more than an Uncle Will. Yeah. Who's already kind of shown that he's a greedy bastard.
1: Yeah. And so King Charles snaps too and comes back. And he's like, okay, Lizzie, I hope that's the last time that this fucking crazy thing happens. But in case not, I need to give you a little bit more power this time. So he gave her Regency powers, which basically means she has a seat at the table if and when he goes nuts again.
0: Spoiler alert, he does.
1: This is, like, fucking huge, guys. This is, like, much more power than is usually granted to queens at this time. Basically, it means she's in control of the Dauphin.
0: Which is the French word for heir apparent. And dolphin. And dolphin.
1: So he also gives her... Total- so does she have control of dolphins, too? Uh, yes.
0: Flipper! Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he also gives her total power over the education and upbringing over all of the children.
0: And he keeps giving her more and more powers... The more regular his bouts of insanity get Which I think really Goes to show you How trusted she was Oh yeah Like he wouldn't have been doing that Um While he was lucid If she was really as like Conniving and bitchy And and, like Um frivolous as people like to say that she was you know
1: and it was said that she was very good at politics
0: homegirl knew how to schmooze Mm -hmm. she knew she knew how to talk diplomacy
1: get it girl and i
0: believe she had a really good grasp on diplomacy and how to govern like more so than her contemporaries gave her credit for um a little a little further down the line she's put in charge of acting as a go-between between um her brother-in-law and the uncles
1: oh god they like we said they they, it gets ugly we're
0: not there yet but (laughs) it just shows that like he the things that meant a lot to him he wasn't just gonna give that power over to any old body he wanted somebody that he trusted fully and that person was isabeau you know
1: Yeah, so there is this one little bit of a dark stain on her rule.
0: So I thought about not even including (coughs) this. I thought about not even including this because, like, it doesn't move the story forward whatsoever and it doesn't come up again. But, like, I can't just ignore shitty things she did just because I want to like her. Yeah, you know? and, and, and,
1: I mean, we need to... Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Every, everybody's made a mistake. They're not all perfect. Um,
0: in 1394, Charles decides to um, have an expulsion of the Jews... Um,
1: About 100 years prior, the Jews had been kicked out of France, but then let back in, so long as they promised to be, like, super cool and l- the least amount of Jewiness as be possible. Be super
0: un and you can stay. And then...
1: Which, what... I, what I've never understood why they like all the, hate the Jews so they much. They weren't
0: allowed uh, to kill Jesus. Um, and they wear just,
1: their stupid yarmulkes and burn candles. It doesn't make any sense no, to me. No, it's so
0: whatever but we also don't live in a medieval yeah. mind frame Touché. um so it's easy for us in this time where we've been raised to like hey don't be racist whereas back then they weren't you know <laughs> at least we were raised don't be yeah. racist it was really random too because like there wasn't like a, when you think about like isabella of castile yeah she, the pope was pushing her to kick out the jews and Muslims. It was sort of, I think even the contemporaries were sort of like, oh, we're, we're kicking out the Jews? Oh, okay. That was kind of out of nowhere, but okay. Charles gave them all like two months to get out of France. Wow. A lot of texts cite that this was at Isabeau's insistence. So I don't know if that's just part of the modern day or, like, the contemporary smear campaign about her being heartless. That is
1: very possible. But
0: I can't talk about how good she was at diplomacy and then once a diplomatic thing comes up that I don't like, be like, she couldn't have had anything to do with yeah,
1: it. Yeah, no, I'm very We true. just
0: don't know. Um, either way, it was a dick move that happened while she was queen, but it was very sudden. Um, the... The Jews didn't really start coming back to France until the 1700s. Yeah, so and this, this is, was
1: something that had a profound effect on it. Yeah,
0: this is the late this is the last decade of the 1300s. Like this last the effects of this lasted a while. Anyway, has nothing to do with the rest of the story.
1: But there you go. There you go. <laughs> so Charles is getting harder and harder to deal with. Some days he's like fine but some days he'd just like leave his room totally naked mm-hmm. um he also at some point thought he was made of glass and no one could touch him because he might break that reminds me of um was it elizabeth of austria's relative that Ew, yeah it was swallowed it, the piano it was somebody
0: from bavaria yeah um the th- it's it's like a weird mental phenomenon. Like, its he's the first person in history to be noted to have it. Like, there's a word for it, thinking mm-hmm. you're made of glass. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the first person in history that's been documented, but it's like a thing. Dang. yeah. Like, he would, he would have, he called them ribs. He would have ribs sewed into his clothes, which were just, like, metal poles that made him stand up very straight. And he thought, like, would protect him from, like, bumping into things. Oh, my gosh. Because he thought he was made of glass.
1: Uh, That's, that's fun. It's
0: healthy. (laughs) (laughs) But,
1: I mean, things mustn't have been that bad because in 1395, they ended up having another baby. And they named that daughter Michelle. Fun side note. Um, Before
0: Michelle was born, Charles had gone on pilgrimage to the shrine of St. Michael. Um, He was convinced that afterwards he felt a lot better. Michelle is named after... St. Michael. The mm-hmm. or the Archangel Michael.
1: Yeah. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So then they had another baby in thirteen ninety-seven and they named him Louis.
0: And another boy in thirteen ninety-eight named John. So they are making the situation work.
1: Yeah. Babies on babies on babies, He's got
0: his wits about him long enough to make babies. He might not be, like, on this plane of existence when they're born, but he's making them.
1: Yeah. Oh, and remember we're in the middle of the Hundred Years' War. (laughs) Yeah. And Charles and Izzy are like, look, we've got too much going on here to worry about the English. Let's just make some kind of deal. Um, So they marry their daughter Isabella off to the King of England. Wait.
0: Aren't Aren't all, like, all their kids, like, super fucking young?
1: Yeah. So, about that. Um, (laughs) Isabella was about seven, and Richard II was 29. But don't worry. There was an ironclad marriage contract that promised no hanky-panky for a long-ass time.
0: And she wasn't sent to England. Which is probably,
1: like, what, 14?
0: Yeah, the age of (laughs) the quote-unquote age of consent then
1: was 12. Okay, so five years. Um...
0: (laughs) But she wasn't sent to England just like bye. Hope they treat you well. Like there, she was her own household was going to be set up. Like she had protection. There was going to be like all kinds of hell to pay if Richard broke the don't touch her until she's of age of consent rule in the marriage contract. And um, and we're actually going to do a Patreon episode about um, baby. Baby bride, Isabella. Yes. Um, So tune into that um, at a later date, TBD. But while I imagine it was hard to send your little baby off to be raised by her husband, basically, I really do think Isabeau and Charles knew they were doing it for... A greater good.
1: Yeah. So obviously, spoiler alert: this did not end the Hundred Years' War. Yeah. uh, But it did bring like this little nice couple of years of peace. A little
0: pocket of peace, if you will. A pocket of peace. Yes. Not
1: like a hot pocket.
0: Isabella's wedding was like a big fucking deal. It
1: was in Pelly.
0: And it was a party. And there were just, like, people came from all over the world or sent ambassadors.
1: So this is one of those things that showed that Isabeau could bring diplomacy, you And know. she was smart. mm mm-hmm. um,
0: Because everyone knew Charles wasn't rely on, reliable enough to be thinking on his own. Yeah,
1: he would basically, he didn't know if he was just going to run out of his room naked one day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I think she he, like, tried to start a fight. At the wedding,
1: yeah, like over, some, n- nothing. over spilt milk,
0: yeah. But it was a successful party. Some really great diplomacy took place at the wedding. So I think later in history, though, people are like, "Can you believe this monster married her seven-year-old daughter off to a twenty-nine-year-old man?" But, but at I the th- time, it was good politics.
1: Yeah, and Richard, Richard wasn't quite as crazy as he would become.
0: Yeah. He didn't, um, he does not go down in history as a good king. No. But he, for all, for all purposes in regards to Isabella, he was a good husband?
1: (laughs) Question mark.
0: (laughs) I just feel weird saying husband when I'm referring to a seven-year-old. But again, but again, we're not thinking with middle, you know, medieval minds. We're thinking with modern day minds. And there was a
1: contract in place with no no hanky-panky. Yeah. Um...
0: Just because, like, I don't know where else this will fit in, except for the Patreon episode we're going to do about it. Um, the, the marriage was never consummated with Richard.
1: Praise Jesus.
0: Um, Richard was deposed and murdered by his cousin, the future Henry IV. Which, if you've studied Shakespeare, you already knew that.
1: (laughs) For Um, about a year, Henry IV wouldn't send Isabella back, despite her parents being like, bitch, send my daughter back.
0: He wanted to marry Isabella off to his own son, the future Henry V of England. And Isabella was a hard-headed woman like her mother. Well, a hard-headed child like her mother. (laughs) And she was like, you killed my husband. There is no way I am marrying the son of a usurper. You can kiss my French royal ass. Absolutely not. And so,
1: finally, Henry is like, okay, I'll kiss your French royal ass and send you back home with your dowry.
0: No, without um, her dowry.
1: Without her dowry, excuse me. Yeah, they kept um, her dowry. At the ripe old age of 11.
0: Widow <laughs> at 11. I haven't even kissed a boy at 11.
1: I know, right? And she's already a widow. Well,
0: she probably hadn't kissed a boy either.
1: She's like, well, that fair. one's dead. Time to move on to the next one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> Things were getting bad. Um, the king had developed a temper. um. There were some
0: reports that he had started, like, when he'd get frustrated, he'd take it out on Isabeau physically. Which is not cool. <laughs>
1: no. But then whenever he would come back and come to um, he'd later be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I did that to mm-hmm. you. I'm so sorry." So, Isabel was like, "Bitch, I'm moving out." Yeah.
0: Do you blame her?
1: <laughs> no, not this, at all.
0: It's so it's such bullshit. This was <sighs> such and this was another huge hit to her reputation. Because um, everyone's like, you're abandoning the king in your time in his time of need,
1: which is fucking bullshit. Because he's like abusive, and she has her kids there, and she na- needs to raise them in a peaceful household where there's not naked men beating their wives, taking every shit time. in
0: vases or whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck he decided to be doing that day. And the thing is, we don't know. There's a really good chance that when Charles was lucid, he was like, "I don't trust myself. You need to move out." Like that kind of seems to fit with his character because whenever he is not in one of his states of insanity, he's a nice guy and he does truly care about her. Mm -hmm. So I don't.
1: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. I
0: think it could have been him being like,
1: you should go. We don't know. Queen's Podcast Speculation. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The chumba life is for everybody So go to chumbacasino.com And play over 100 casino style games Join today and play for free For your chance to redeem some serious prizes Chumbacasino.com No purchase necessary Void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply See website for details Yes, but um, we do know that the public was like What a fucking bitch for abandoning her husband when he's sick
1: Oh that's like, guys Yeah, right
0: I mean, they would still spend the night together from time to pe- from time. to time.
1: And we know this because they had more kids down the road. They had more kids after <laughs> she moved out. In
0: 1401, they had a daughter named Catherine.
1: Um, A.K.A. Catherine of Valois. Uh, which,
0: um, you know, if you're a tutor nerd, that name probably rings a bell for you.
1: Yeah, and then in 1403, they had their final child, a boy named... Charles! Of course it
0: was. (laughs) If you're actually able to keep up with all her children, you may be wondering why she has two living sons named Charles.
1: Okay, so we're going to break your little hearts right now.
0: Sad story. Charles, the Dauphin, Charles passed away at age eight from what's called a wasting sickness, which just means he just, that, he just wasted away. Like, That's weird. that, like, I didn't go into too much of a rabbit hole about this because what I did read was hella depressing. And I didn't want to think about, like, losing something, like, just watching somebody you love just waste away and there's nothing you can do.
1: Uh.
0: Like, yeah, it's just like your muscles quit, like, just start dissipating and you just slowly die.
1: Uh. So watch
0: your child. Like, I would rather, like, watch your child have the plague, because at least that takes yeah. you in a day. or t- I couldn't find, like, how long he suffered, but it just doesn't sound like it's ever anything quick. So that,
1: Yeah, especially for an 8-year-old. That just, must have been horrible. It just breaks
0: my heart to even think about yeah, that. Yeah,
1: she must have been horribly depressed about that.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Isabel is... I don't be- know how to segue <laughs> out of that. <laughs> yeah, do-da,
1: <doo-dah. laughs> uh, Isabeau is becoming more powerful the less lucid her husband becomes. Yes. And she has the responsibility of acting as a mediator between the two fractions of the of the court which is uh, Louis Duke of Orleans or and ca- they were
0: called the Armagnacs?
1: Yes. And those that sided with the Duke of Burgundy. Burgundians. Burgundians. Yes. Sure. But But then Philip the Bold, Duke of Burgundy, dies. And his son, John the Fearless, became Duke of Burgundy.
0: And John and Louis, so they're first cousins. They're both powerful dukes. And they basically start having, like, a dick measuring contest that leads to fucking Civil War. And this is
1: bad for Izzy.
0: Because she's been tasked with keeping the peace. And, like, when two men want to measure dicks and, like, they're both rich and powerful... It's hard to tell them to put their dick in their pants and make them keep it there. You know?
1: (laughs) It's hard to do that without just two powerful men. You can have just two regular drunk homeless guys. It's hard to tell them to do that.
0: Moving forward, (laughs) no matter what Izzy does, it's wrong.
1: Yeah. It's wrong. Mm -hmm.
0: She could turn water into wine, and they'd be like, well, we wanted Merlot, and this is Cabernet. So, (laughs) like, uh, she doesn't... So... Her relationship with John the Fearless, she doesn't know this guy. She knew his dad, but she doesn't know this guy.
1: So she doesn't really feel like she owes him anything. She doesn't feel
0: like she trusts him. Yeah. So she you know, leans on Louis more and more.
1: So, obviously, these old rumors start popping up that she's sleeping with her brother-in-law, and some go as far as to say that her kids aren't even fathered by Charles, but Louis. Assholes. Yeah.
0: So, we could go into a 30 minutes alone on the uh, Armagnac-Burgundian Wars to show you what fragile dick energy we're dealing with here, but... Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna give you the cliff notes.
1: Yeah.
0: What you do need to know is um Izzy and Louis kind of just kick John of Burgundy off like the council.
1: So what this means is Burgundy's now gonna lose some of the income that they were used to from the Treasury of France.
0: And around the same time, Izzy and Louis raise taxes, which for obvious reasons people are pissed off about. So the Duke of Burgundy is like, wait, so you're going to take away my money, but then you're going to impose higher taxes on the people. Now, I only got a C in accounting 101, but um, that seems off.
1: It seems like they're going to have a giant surplus. Yeah. <laughs> so John is like, I'm going to capitalize on the people being pissed off at them right now. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those things where no one is blaming the king, but they like to yeah. blame everybody that's we see this, to the king. We see this
0: all the time. You don't blame the actual person, like the king or the monarch. You just blame oh, I wasn't revolting against the king, I'm revolting against his advisors. I'm
1: revolting against St. George.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm not revolting against the king.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, the king doesn't really know what's going on, so even if they were revolting against him, he'd be like, don't care, I'm made of glass, I've got bigger shit to deal with.
1: (laughs) So there's an incident where they removed the dauphin.
0: It's called The Removal of the Dauphin. (laughs) (laughs) And it's exactly what it sounds like.
1: (laughs) So John the Fearless does a dumbass thing and raises an army and marches on Isabeau's palace where I guess her brother-in-law lived. Louis was
0: there also.
1: Or they just knew he was like going to be there. The optics. Yeah. The optics
0: aren't great in the, hey, they weren't fucking um, storyline. But anyway...
1: So, both Izzy and Louie think, okay, if they catch us, they're going to fucking kill us. So, they hightail it out in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And Izzy's children were going to follow the following day with bodyguards because it was obviously too dangerous for all these children to be traveling at night because if they all die, then
0: Because her kids <laughs> at this time that are in her care are ages 12 to 2. Yeah. Like,
1: and she's got a bunch I don't know,
0: have you ever even just tried to drive an hour with a two-year-old in the car? Yeah. Yeah, we're not trying to do that in the middle of the night on horses. That's why you you. get your
1: bodyguards to do it. Yes. And I will always love you.
0: So Izzy and Louis make it to their fortress, their fortress of solitude. The kids and the bodyguards are actually caught on their way there by John the Fearless. Which really
1: sucks. And John takes custody of Louis the Dauphin. And this was a bad move. Because
0: as it turns out, Charles is having one of his periods of lucidity. And word's, word gets back to him that, like, hey, your cousin has kidnapped your son. And he's like, oh, I beg
1: your oh, baby, pardon.
0: I you know, <laughs> beg your pardon. Because I imagine him being very polite whenever he's not completely nuts. Um, and Charles sends an army to intercept John and bring his son back to him.
1: Oh, but no, 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 no. John's not finished yet. He goes back to Paris to start a revolt. He's like, the evil queen and duke are raising your taxes. Rise up and fight for what's right. And they're all like, yeah,
0: none of us want you here, dude. Like, they just kind of like look around and they're like, who invited Burgundy? Please leave. New phone. Who did? somebody block his number? <laughs> Let's get him out of here.
1: So, it, John gets really lucky that Charles ends up showing him mercy and didn't have him Im- imprisoned or, like, you know, killed.
0: Because it's pretty fucking treasony
1: To steal your son. And then the try to start son. a
0: revolt, like, yeah. the next day. Yeah.
1: Was he crazy again and made that decision?
0: Charles, I feel like, has a tender heart yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, especially after he starts having his bouts of insanity. He's just, he's just, um, yeah.
1: Mm, poor guy. Yeah. In 1407, the shit ends up really hitting the fan. The
0: shit hasn't hit the fan already?
1: Nope, not oh, yet. Damn. So, Isabel is giving birth to her son, Philip, and Louis is at her palace. <laughs> Again. <laughs> optics, optics aren't great. Nope. 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 <laughs> they looks like y'all are fucking guys. Yeah, uh, Maybe they were fucking. We really don't know. Anyway. Um, after the baby, Philip. And Her last. He, yes. Her last Philip. A- after he was born, Louis was leaving a messenger and, and a messenger, was. excuse me, Louis was leaving and a messenger comes up to him and is like, hey, uh, the king needs you urgently. Come to the palace right now.
0: Long story short. It was not a message from the king. It was someone that worked with, like, the Burgundian faction. And basically he led Louis to a dark alley where he um, was attacked by a group of 15 masked men, had his hands cut off, and was stabbed 15 times. (laughs) Shocker, shocker, shocker. He did not survive. Oh,
1: my gosh. I would have thought he would have.
0: And John the Fearless is basically out there bragging the next day. Like, yeah, I did that. I ordered the murder.
1: He ain't scared. This guy
0: is not scared at all, but you should be a little scared. <laughs> <laughs> Charles wasn't well at this time when this went down. I think he was like a law professor from the local university comes like rushes to the palace and starts talking to anyone who will listen about look, Louis Duke of Orleans He was using black magic to make you crazy. Mm. He is seducing your wife. He tried to kill you at that party when y'all accidentally burned all those other dudes. If nothing else, the Duke of Burgundy did you a favor by cutting off his hands and killing him brutally in the street. And Charles went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on it. But he did end up giving John the Fearless a pardon. (laughs) Which is fucking bullshit. It's fucking
1: bananas, dude. Like, what the hell? I know. And didn't he give him, like, a seat at the council, too? Oh, yeah.
0: No, I mean, we'll get to it later, but he, John the Fearless ends up, like, getting Regency powers and stuff like and it's that.
1: It's like, what the fuck? You're ugh. like, ugh. So we don't know Izzy's position on her husband's decision. I probably think it wasn't great. I
0: imagine she couldn't, like, throw shade out in the open. But I bet she threw shade in private.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all, this civil war among the Armagnacs and the Burgundians goes on for nearly another 30 fucking years. And
0: it's a sloppy fucking mess. But like we said, everything Izzy does is wrong. She becomes the scapegoat for. Thing,
1: So if she tries to go along and get along with the Burgundians and the people of Paris call her weak-willed and easily swayed if she tries to do that. And then if she tries to go back to the Armagnacs, she's accused of conspiring with them against the king. So it's just like damned if you do, damned if you don't.
0: For years, this petty shit goes on and on. She even ends up marrying off three of her kids to the different factions to try to make peace. Isabella, who had previously been married to the King of England, was married to her first cousin, Charles, the Duke of Orleans. Hey, two first cousins that both carry this gene of madness getting married. What could possibly go wrong?
1: (laughs) And then she marries her daughter, Marie, and son, Louis, to John the Fearless's kids in hopes that this will make everyone just calm the fuck down, because we're all a family now, okay? But the thing is, they were
0: all already family <laughs> and the thing was going to make any of them calm the fuck down
1: except for my creating real awkward marriages
0: <laughs> right like oh my dad killed your dad no, oh this is coming here yeah. or whatever yeah uh sadly sadly <laughs> isabella dowager queen of england who was now the duchess of orleans died giving birth to her daughter, Joan, at the age of 19 in 1409.
1: So there are records that existed that said during her pregnancy, she went to spend some time with her mother at the royal residency. So that
0: shows that Izzy stayed really close to her children, Mm -hmm. you know, and so she must have just been absolutely heartbroken.
1: I can imagine. Whenever,
0: you know, it was her oldest child. Yeah. They were really close. They mm-hmm. had been her entire life. And so...
1: To suddenly lose your daughter in childbirth. I mean, she it's something where they knew that childbirth was a risky thing, but at the same point, Isabeau had it, been fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it made it any easier. I don't think... Yeah. So, the French continue to fight for a generation.
1: Yeah, because we're in the middle of the Hundred Years' War.
0: <laughs> so, England is basically just looking over at France like, yeah. Y'all go ahead and kill each other. We're just gonna sit here and wait for y'all to be weak. And then, I don't know, let's see what happens.
1: And I think this is a good spot for us to leave her for now.
0: When we come back in a couple of weeks, we will dive back into a country at two wars.
1: (laughs) Which sounds awful. (laughs)
0: Super cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks,
1: guys. Cheers. Cheers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?